Welcome to Six Months Later, the podcast 180 days in the making, the podcast where we talk to interesting people <laughs> about their lives and to the future. And then we talk to them again in six months to check in. I'm one of your hosts, Tara Newton-Wordsworth. I'm chatting to my normal co-host. Matthew Shadorn. Oh, Matt, it's so good to talk to you. I, I missed you, buddy. How you been? <laughs> I've been all right. You know, uh, same old, same old. I don't know. Yeah. Just wow. Basic stuff. I, oh, wow. I really muffed this. I felt like I was like, <laughs> how much should I talk to you about? How, how, let's start with you, Tara. How have you been, Tara? How have I been? Oh, we're totally getting on top of this flooring situation. Uh, oh, my God. I feel like people have been, been asking about it. I'm sure by now we'll have gotten many emails about like what's going on Like from last flooring. week, they're going to be yeah. like, what the fuck is happening with the flooring? Yeah, I mean, I am going to, I really think I'm going to go with the vinyl. Like, I, I just, I know that wooden is nice. Like, obviously, like, obviously I see the benefits, but at the same time, like, it really feels and looks very similar to wood and it's waterproof. Like with children, waterproof wood, like you need this in your life. So I think I'm going to go with it. Okay, you know. this is at the risk of alienating all our listeners with the most boring conversation ever. <laughs> and I would say to, to any of them that are listening and being like, this is terrible uh, podcast <laughs> content, please hang in for our interview, which is very fun that uh, we did an engineered wood thing, which is that you get a thin veneer of hardwood and then like softwood underneath, which is less expensive than solid hardwood and more environmentally friendly and less expensive. Did I say the expensive part? Yeah, you already said that. I mean, this is really... This is That's really... my key. But I feel like it's still extremely durable and it, you know, it's hard. It's oak. It, it works. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways. no, look, I'd be all for that. I would be all for that, except for it's not waterproof. I just think that's a real kicker for me because we have kids that are literally, for starters, there's urine on stuff virtually every day. And, <laughs> and that's just you. <laughs> That's just what I have a weak pelvic floor. Okay. I have given birth to two children. I'm working on my daily strengthening exercises anyway, but basically you just end up with, with crap and water and stuff on your floors constantly. And I think plastic is the way forward. Obviously I'm not saying, you know, I feel like there's a part of me that's like, sorry, world, sorry, environment, but you know, I guess I've, I've also got to think about I mean, look, I'm sounding like a really huge, like I'm sounding like a bad person, but we get, we get bottled milk delivered to our our door in, in glass bottles so for anyone who's thinking like i'm irresponsible i pay double the price of normal milk that you get in a supermarket just so that we can save the environment through glass bottles so keep that in mind if you're listening uh, we do that too <sighs> okay matt jesus <laughs> sorry that i like don't live up to you guys like with, on your you do you live boards. exactly up to my standard <laughs> No, but you with your oak flooring and all of that, like, oh, look, we carved this from a real tree. Well, guess what? You're contributing to the deforestation of the earth. Okay. I, I just told happy. you we use the engineered wood, which only uses a small amount of oak and uses a lot of softwood, which is much better for the environment. Oh, what's the softwood made out of? Wood. It still comes but, from it, a forest that's dying like, now as a result of your flooring. I hope I don't want to drop this on you because I feel bad for you right now because of what's about to happen. But I have a degree in natural resource economics. Do you and really? So I, and, yes. And I have a master's degree in this. And no so way. I want. Yes. So that allows me to know how the, how the business of forestation works and how the idea of sustainability within forests. And I will tell you for certain that pine forests, a softwood forest like a pine forest, is much more environmentally sustainable than trying to get hardwood because hardwoods takes so long to, to make and it's a whole thing. 
Wow. Okay. Well, uh, you know, you come in here with your degrees. No one cares, Matt, about how educated you are. Okay. We care about our feelings and our feelings tell us stop killing the forests. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know um, if you know where vinyl comes from, but you might want to go a quick Google on that. <laughs> okay, fine. Moving swiftly on from this debate. Obviously, I know it's all rubbish, but I do want cheap flooring. Okay, so what's been happening in your world? Obviously, uh, you're still having a baby, of getting baby supplies. Baby. Yeah, I have been in this period where I've been telling people that I'm having a baby, uh, which is exciting. So Saturday, we hung out with a mutual friend, and I got to tell her that we were pregnant. And uh, I don't know if you were witness that when I told Kitty. Oh, yeah, told... she was so excited. That was and so lovely. It was really great because she was talking with you and my wife, I think. And I was there as well. And then I was just like, uh, by the way, we're pregnant. Bye. And then I slipped out <laughs> of the conversation yeah. and went and talked to somebody else. And she was like, what? No. Um, it was really funny as well because obviously we had to all wear masks because we we're indoors. And like having to see her like making all these sort of very excited hand gestures, but not be able to actually see her expression. Yeah. I was just like, I wish I could actually see what was under this mask. But yeah, she looked by her eyes very, very happy. Yeah, she seemed um, very excited. But I did tell a friend who lives in America, and she's a very good friend. She was like, she's like, oh, that's great. Did I tell you that her boyfriend, Brett, who is also a friend of mine, did I tell you that he also has a baby? Because he asked, uh, or some friends asked. <laughs> you wouldn't want to ask, but <laughs> you wouldn't want to ask on your house, like, hey, I've got, but like, he, some, uh, a lesbian couple that they know asked for some of his, his, sperm i'll just say i'll just say the technical <laughs> term i don't know why i said that why oh, i paused like it was something dirty well like you were gonna be like semen semen yeah i don't know uh they were they were asking for his man meat gravy and uh i don't know why but i like became instantly very jealous of this and it's not oh my god it is not i know i know this is completely irrational but like my immediate thought was like my mom got good sperm <laughs> Too, Wait, you know. were you jealous that they didn't ask you for your sperm? Or yeah. like... Oh, and by the way, I don't know these people. Wow. That's <laughs> I'm that... just oh I'm... my god. Okay, listen, listen to this. Okay, this is I'm not saying I'm a good person for any of this. This is something I'm working through. It was one of those, it was one of those things where you reach a point in your life where you're like, well, this is an issue that really should be dealt with. Yeah, but, yeah where like, you're kind of I... like, God, should I be feeling insecure about people wanting sperm not from me, but I don't actually know them? Like, is that is that an issue or it was more that like yeah like that it's not that i didn't know like i don't want strangers to just come up to me on the street it's more that you want it. somebody to be asking for your sperm like who's asking you right nobody nobody's looked at me and said just like i that looks like i want some of that in with, me in me yeah <laughs> and it's like and I, and I I know what you're saying is that like well very clearly there was at least one lady one who hopefully was like we were like so wait so was Alice against this but no she wasn't like I'm saying that like there was one lady who was into this at That's that point really nice it, yes I guess so but like the thing is is like then I had to do like like I had to have a whole personality thing and she's got some kind of like Stockholm syndrome now because she's just been with me for a while so she thinks I'm great right but oh that's so cute (laughs) you are great Uh, Matt in your own beautiful way but that's the thing is nobody's ever been casually involved with me and been like you know that so you want it purely on aesthetics like you want people to look at you and be like I want my baby to look like this guy. 
All right. And I mean, here's the thing is my friend Brett, who's he's a good friend of mine. And I love him to death. He's a great guy. You know, he's he's shorter than me. He's wow, a lot hairier than I am. OK, <laughs> I, I mean, hope he's, he's not, not listening. Uh, right, probably not. Yeah. But if he is, but he, he understands who he is. He is. But he's very cool. He's a very cool, dude. I'm not a very chill, cool dude. Uh, and I think that was that's kind of the thing. But then again, I don't know. I, I feel like basically what I'm saying is like if anybody's listening and they want some sperm, it's good. <laughs> it works. It's tall scum. It's less hairy than Brett's so. though. Yeah, I do have bad eyesight, but you know, uh, and I did grow gray very early. When did uh, you go gray? Um, like in my thirties. This is a lot of this is this is a whole nother uh, story for another podcast. But it was my time in Tennessee really drove me gray early. But the point is that I'm free most days after five. If anybody wants any sperm, anyway. Right. Fantastic to know. You seem uh, so unpleased by this. <laughs> I mean, listen. Like, I, I feel, I feel like it would be. I heard because I got an email or something. I saw a thing saying like you can get loads of money as a woman if you donate your eggs. Like, sure. but I feel like it would be really weird. I feel like I'd feel almost. Not jealous, but like, I don't, God, I'm sounding like a horrible person, but I feel like it would be that weird thing of like, that's my, that's a part of me walking around and I don't have anything to do with it. You know, like that would just, right. but obviously like if it helps people, then that's great. If it was a friend and they came to me and they were like, oh, we'd love to have an egg donation. I think that would be different than just donating your eggs randomly because you want money. Like, I guess that mm -hmm. they're two different things. I think I would be open. Like if a friend asked me, I think I would. And also, no one's coming asking for my eggs, Matt. So don't like feel you know like Why? you're alone on this. You know, I'm just I haven't saying, had like, if you're, people are out there, they should get Taryn Newton Ward's eggs. Like, she's very, she's she's got a very symmetrical face. Thank and... you, Matt. That's that. I mean, I don't know if there's a greater compliment than that. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, and you're very clever as well as oh comedian. thanks I, I mean obviously i don't have a master's in whatever the fuck you said earlier but wow. uh <laughs> but it, you know this, this is an interesting thing because i brought this up to alice and i said you know like my weird insecurities as you can bring up to uh someone who's legally bound to you and they have to <laughs> first uh, you know perform a heavy sigh because they're like they're just re-examining all their life choices but then you can talk to them about stuff and then she was saying that she felt like if you donated an egg or a sperm like you'd want it to be a stranger it seems really weird to do it to somebody that you know mm. but i feel like you have the opposite of feeling where it's just like you'd want to know that person yeah actually that's a really interesting thing i guess it would be hard if you knew if you knew it was you know like your dna and and they weren't allowed to know i guess there would be an element of that that would be hard but then you could also be like a secret guardian angel you know like as in like you could be like they don't know i'm any any part of their life but you know I'm watching over them. This is sounding more and more creepy. I wish I'd never yeah, said now this. Now you're, but... you're getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't know me, but I'm in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more that thing of like, you could be like a friend. It's like, how are you doing, Stacey? But how are you really doing? Just know I'm always here for you. You know, like, and then they're just and like, mom, get this woman away. Yeah. Anyway, I have like, my own children. I'm very happy. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But you'll be like Aunt Tara. And then you give her a hug. And then every time you like got away from the hug, you like just quietly. Whisper, I'm your real mom. And then she would never really get it, but then she'd, she'd kind of get it. Like, don't you feel like sometimes like there's some things that just seem really similar between us? Like, is it like, don't you feel like isn't your face really symmetrical? <laughs> um get <laughs> that from your mom? <laughs> oh, one eye higher than the other. Come on, look at her. So now let's crack on with the interview. Yeah, let's do that. 
Okay, so we're excited to uh, welcome to the podcast Stuart and Charlene Wellington, who are bar owners in New York, in Brooklyn. And Stuart also is a podcaster and, and comic. And we're really thrilled to have you guys on the on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, what's it What's it like over there at the moment? You know, obviously, I, you guys actually had coronavirus, which is pretty full on. Um, uh-huh. How was that? Yeah. It was definitely full on. That was yeah, that was scary. the The word came out that we had to shut our business down. Was it Monday, March sixteenth at eight p.m.? Yeah, I woke up that morning with what felt like a cold, but you know, thought it could have been the thing everybody was afraid of. Um, and we had to go close our businesses down and uh, quarantine. So that was pretty scary. And there was, I mean. There's not very much information about it now, at least here in the United States, but there was like nothing then. We were still, I don't even think we were worried about wearing masks at that point, right? No, they were, the news was saying, do not wear masks. Mostly, I think, because they were afraid people were going to start hoarding them. Yeah. Mm. So they were saying, nobody yeah. needs a mask, don't get a mask. It was very much still on the wash your hands part. Yeah. Yeah. which uh, is especially <laughs> yeah. difficult for me because I made a joke on the internet that got uh, retweeted by my friend Jenny Jaffe, and then people made fun of me for not washing my hands. I made the mistake of being sarcastic on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I just made a comment about how I don't like to wash what? my hands because it, it dries my hands out or something, like soap dries out my hands, and people kept being like, dude, there's a thing called lotion, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> making a joke to my friend. Maybe if you're a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. So what was, um, you know, how are you feeling now? Like, the bars open back up now. Well, Shar, can you explain the current <laughs> state of the food and beverage industry oh, in New boy. York City? So, um, so we were completely shut down for about two months. And then um, they kept announcing things will start to be able to reopen on this date, we think. And then they kept pushing it back two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. And then finally, I think it was you know, mid-April. I think that's our bar phone. I'm going to deal with that. Oh, I was wondering what that was. So so finally it was um, mid-April okay. and they said, um, you can reopen, you know, in another two weeks. And I was like, that's it. We're doing to go. So we put a table in front of the door and we started selling drinks to go. And it, it went okay. Oh, nice. we, yeah. We could only do it on nice days because we found that if it wasn't nice out, nobody came. They mm. just, people were just not leaving their houses. Yeah. Um, and, and then I guess there was a, fa- there were phases and on mm-hmm. phase two, was it phase two? We were allowed to let people into our backyard, yeah, um, which we're like lucky that. enough to have. Oh, um, fantastic. Right. Yeah. So you've got, uh, oh, is that right. what you're in now? So you can't let people, people can't come inside still. They walk through and they can come in to use the bathroom and they can come in the very front and order drinks to go. Yeah, it's okay. very exciting oh, okay. for me because uh, <laughs> this situation requires us to operate under some fairly strict rules. And so uh, every time customers <laughs> arrive, I get to explain to them the collection of rules, uh, you know, with slight variations depending on how I'm feeling. But, I, you know, it's my chance to put a little, put a little zing on it, you know. Do you want to do you want to take us through that? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, can, you, yeah, yeah. can we get, a, a, get that experience? <laughs> 
course, yeah. Should we pretend so like, hi, I'd like to uh, come to your establishment, sir. Is there anything Tell I you need to know? Wear a mask before you come inside. Yeah. Please so, put your mask so on. So that's the first step. <laughs> now, now okay. imagine you're putting your mask on, and I say, you come in, and I say, okay, okay. so I'm... yeah, we're doing, we're doing to-go drinks, and uh, we're also doing limited seating in our backyard. Uh, do you have a preference? And you'll wow. say, yeah, you'll um, say. I well, don't... it is such a lovely day. Mm -hmm. I would love to sit outside, yeah. Perfect. Okay. So why don't you come with me? And as we walk to the back, I'm going to explain the rules because this is a different world we're living in. So the first step is uh, it's table service. So when you can't come up to the bar, I will come and take your order and bring you your drinks. Uh, the second rule is that there's no smoking or vaping in the backyard. If you want to do either of those things on your mask, please go out front and do that. Third thing is if you are in the backyard and you're seated, you can take your mask off. But at all other times, like if you get up to go to the bathroom or after you leave, you need to be wearing your mask. Okay. So keep wearing that mask. Don't rearrange my fucking furniture. And last but not least, our government is requiring, yeah, I come in hot on that one because I don't want people to, people think they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want and they should chill for a minute. So uh, last but not least, and I can't stress this enough, our governor insists that all places that are serving alcoholic beverages also serve at least one food item that is equal to a meal per person with their first order. So there's no sitting down, ordering a drink what? and perusing the menu. You must order a food item with your first drink. That sounds like my that kind of bar. I love food. <laughs> I'd be like definitely up for the food straight yeah. away. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's improved Did, our food sales. <laughs> I would, I would, I would think so. Uh, now that food is mandatory. Can as can you be like? Can I just get extra fruit in my cocktail, or just nope. like? Nope. It has to be. It has to be like a meal-sized item. Like he even like put the hammer down that ch like chicken wings don't count as a meal, which is like I feel like there's a lot of people who would disagree with you. Well, he said. I think he said buffalo wings. Yeah. And the also, the governor of Buffalo. Yeah. So that <laughs> I know. Shots fired at Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's oh gonna get. That's gonna get flamed. And make me so hungry. Oh. <laughs> and people is, were just. Is a single around. slice of pizza? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A slice is of a single pizza. slice. Of pizza. Yes. If, oh, okay. If, if it comes from the same place. You can't like get a slice of pizza from somewhere else. Uh -huh. It has to all come. Right, from right, 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 right. If you're wondering how this is directly affecting us at Hinterlands Bar over here, mm -hmm. which is one of the, the three mm -hmm. bars that Charlene owns, cool. over here at Hinterlands, we even before we were doing outside seating, uh, Charlene had been making an effort to re like revamp and improve our food offering. Because even when we were just doing to-go to stuff, we were trying to just get people to spend more money. Yeah. So we were doing cold heroes and we were doing some limited hot food and we have in increased that to a yeah. variety of panini based meals. Yes. And we were doing picnic lunches. We were like, come Ooh. by, get a cocktail and some sandwiches, bring it to the park, even though it's not really legal to drink the park, but they were letting it slide. There's so many. So yeah. So we improved our sandwiches. So I got into sandwich making, uh -huh. which, um, I think people are pretty happy about it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a little different. I'm, I'm I feel happy like... about it. So, um, Charlene, you have three bars? Yes. What? That's, <laughs> that's amazing. So what is this? Like, how did you how did you do that? So I started bartending at 18. And every few years, I would be like, all right, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And I would try to do something else. And it wouldn't work out. And then I ended up getting a bartending job with some 
very nice people who they, I became their manager and they were like, next time we open a place, we'll partner up. And I saved a bunch of money and we partnered and we opened a bar together called Charlene's. Um, oh, and that's, wow. Yeah. That's so and then, So I ended up working for some guys. I became their bar manager and then we opened a place together and I, you know, I invested, I saved my money and invested and we, I became partner slash you know, working manager. Yeah. Like a, like the working partner, the working partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, you know, one of my partners was kind of the guy who just got to collect paychecks. And I was like, I want to be that guy. (laughs) So Stuart and I opened a bar together. Yeah. Basically what had happened is I had been working retail for a while and I was working for a company called games workshop. Uh, which is a UK company that makes model soldiers. Uh, And I was with them for a while and then they let me go and I was pretty heartbroken. And I tried other retail and it didn't really capture what I was either good at or interested in. And then during that that stint of unemployment, Char started teaching me how to bartend and Mm -hmm. bar back. And I managed to get a job, not within your network, right? I got it. Yeah, out of network. Nobody, a person I didn't know. Yeah, I I took a bar back job at a, you know, like a beer hall in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. But then years later, and I I moved up to bartender after a while. But then years later, Charlene was like, look, I'm going to open a bar. Do you want to do this with me or not? And I'm like, well, I I guess I will. I mean, as as I've mentioned recently. Start out with that. It was like, no, of course. like entertain the idea of opening a game store and then we were like no that's not going to be profitable and then we like talked about opening a bar but then it was always kind of hypothetical and then I started to see like spaces for rent and then those spaces were rented and we weren't going anywhere and then I was like all right I'm doing this. Yeah. You're with me or I'll, not? I'll be the first one to admit I needed a push on this one. <laughs> oh, can, I, can I ask, were you married at this point? Or was yes. this like yeah. how yeah. you asked You're him right. to marry you? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlene proposed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, were, we were married at that point. We, we oh, okay, were okay. I just wanted married. to make sure. Like, I had Charlene's before we started dating, but we got married, I think, about two years into it. It's It's been open 11 years now. Wow. Yeah. It, wow. yeah. That's that's and, good. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. And then we took every everything we knew and we put it all into this place, uh, Hinterlands, and we realized we don't know anything. And we made every mistake <laughs> you could ever make, ever. It took us 15 months to open. It was a nightmare. And luckily, neither one of us wanted to quit at the same time. Yeah, we it went through <laughs> cycles where like on any given day, one of us would be like, fuck this, I'm done. We this is never gonna work out. <laughs> And luckily, the other person would al- was always like, "No, no, no, it's cool. I'll like pump the brakes. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be good." And um, so, Hinterlands is our little like gaming nerd bar. Yeah. That, Amazing. Uh, and it's in a quiet little neighborhood, sort of quiet for Brooklyn, called Kensington, yeah. which is near Park Slope. Um, right. It's not that far from the city. It's got a nice, diverse energy and um we live close by so this is kind of like our home base and this is the bar that we run together and okay. uh, we also live a few blocks away yeah. so it's nice yeah uh, so this is your second bar and now you have mm-hmm. a third bar as well nice yes. just um, over a year ago right it, it was a year on march 16th the day that everything shut down that bar was open for exactly one year of course we we've we've opened that one up too i have uh two very nice partners over there who are that, like like the way you were at charlene's yes they are the working partners yes, over there so they the like work- live uh, close they live above the space yes one lives above the space and one lives like 10 blocks away and they're 
young and energetic and hardworking and innovative. And so right. and you um, harness that and you get to suck the money out of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I You're the one who gets the checks now. That and now yeah. I get to, you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. So awesome. you're like, you're essentially building your bar empire now, which is Hopefully, really exciting. Yes. If such a thing can exist in this world. In this modern, in this modern work from home world <laughs> yeah so wait so you so you say you're partially open now and mm -hmm. so like what is the you know percentage drop in like is it like half as many customers or is it even <sighs> it i mean it's a little bit harder than that to to say we i mean we've definitely taken a hit to our like the amount of money that we make on a given week but right. it is I've heard reported across like uh, across the U.S. I've heard reported that re the restaurants are seeing about a seventy-five percent drop in business. Yeah, and we are much wow. less bad than that. Well, our hours are cut almost in half. Yeah, right. And That's we have five tables in our little backyard and one right. in the front, whereas we had you know a bar with. Uh, 16 stools plus tables plus a backyard. Mm -hmm. A 75 percent um, person occupancy yeah. is what it was. So now we have these five yeah. tables, and if one person is sitting at each table, that's five people. Yeah. And we can't, you know, we have to either tell that person to leave. Like if a table of four comes in, we have to either tell someone to leave or, you know. I feel like most of our regulars are, are pretty understanding. And if they're sitting by themselves, not all of them, no, obviously, but, but there's, a, I feel like a lot of them will be like, oh, I understand. I'll take my drink to go. Yeah. And it was just a few days a week. We were, we opened, I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then if it was nice out, we would open. But if it was raining or cold, people were not outside. There was nobody right. walking around. But now that the weather is nicer, like, is the city markedly different? Does it still we, feel like we, Brooklyn, like New York? or We haven't really left our neighborhood. We haven't been in Manhattan. And our neighborhood, when we, when we first emerged and we heard that, like, everything's a ghost town, our neighborhood is more residential. So we walked outside and it kind of looked the same yeah. because yeah. this is where people live. So they were still, you know, going to the grocery store and walking around and taking walks and, you know, doing whatever they could do. We live over on Ocean Parkway and that's a pretty wide avenue. And there's there's like a bike slash walking path mm -hmm. on either side of Ocean Parkway. So oh. there was always there was always people like sitting out there or, you know, feeding the birds or walking. So it never felt completely empty. Oh, that's nice. I mean, it's still it still feels weird. Like it's still yeah. not the same as it was before Corona. <laughs> yeah. It goes, sure. it goes back and forth. Cause one minute you're like, okay, I'm working. Customers are coming in. Things are normal. And then the next minute you're like, put your mask on. How dare you walk in here without a mask? You know, <laughs> <laughs> have you had a lot of pushback with people? Like I've, I've heard stories from America, people being very, my um, property rights with their masks. And New stuff, York or... is different than the rest of America. Okay. I think, I mean, we mm. still get a little bit of pushback and I feel like bars, as far as the rules, we're, we're having it rougher, but as far as I feel like our customers being cool, yeah, I yeah. think we're, I think bar customers are, they really feel like they're part of the establishment so they yeah. don't want to do anything like that would make us not like them or make them not welcome. So they're much more inclined to just like follow the rules. Yeah. They, 
they care what happens to the business where I feel like restaurant people are like, I'm paying you for service and you right. have to do what I say. So we, I had a little bit of pushback um, with somebody who didn't want to wear a mask. And I, man, I, <laughs> I dream of it. I want, I, usually I want, it's, it's almost <laughs> always an old white guy. Some old white guy who does not like being told what to do. I don't know if you, you've ever seen this trend that old white guys don't like being told what to do. Uh, <laughs> never and, heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's just, totally weird. And man, I just yearn for it. I see him walking in looking like a shitty Jim Gaffigan and I'm like, dude, I'm going to blast you. <laughs> Go get my asking bat. Um, <laughs> Give me a second. One thing I've noticed is I think I've felt, actually it's getting less now, but I felt like when things opened up again here, I felt like people seem quite tense like in bars like the bartenders and like there was like a tension like I like, I, I was told off uh, like for standing up one time and the guy was like you don't stand up we come to you like it was that like it was that feeling of like oh god I'm so sorry and I was wondering like do you think it's fear like obviously you guys are kind of on the front line I mean obviously you've had it so you maybe feel safer I guess but I feel like for a lot of people maybe there's still quite a lot of fear that they're literally customer facing and being exposed yeah. to people all the time do you think that's why it would be that people are like that or do you think it's just I think that our our we we did it really slowly first we opened and, and just, just to clarify yeah. we're talking about bartenders who are only working like one or two days a week. yes yes they're not, right. they're not right. employees yes. making less than that. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we did this really gradually and we were the first people to we did it by ourselves first uh -huh. before we brought staff in all the time even when we were doing the to go we were like it's up to you if you want to come in you can do the door where you talk to the people or you could be the one behind the bar we'll do the door because we felt like we were safer because we had it but you know you could be completely not customer facing so the so we started out like that where they could just be the one making the drink and we were the yeah, steward just, and just i were the ones bar talking to the customers. And even now that we've opened, our customers are behind the bar and Stuart and I are waiters, yeah. which really feels like I lost some kind of cruel bet. Yeah, so our, bar <laughs> our bartenders are, we're open seven days a week, Monday through Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. till midnight, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, noon till midnight. Mm -hmm. And up until just basically this week, mm -hmm. Either Charlene or I will be working from open till close every single one of those days. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, so we were we are getting uh, we are doing our best to allow one of us to have a day off. Mm -hmm. uh, so okay. we are each doing six days. Uh, that's a lot. And our bartenders yeah. were our service bartenders, so they're behind the bar. They're like prepping all the juices. They're making all the drinks. Uh, but the the role of like host, rules enforcer, waiter, or server. That all falls on either Charlene or I. Not only is like that a lot of work, but just the emotional toll of dealing with people who think I'm a server. It's it really <laughs> I can't even quite express how soul crushing it is to have people dismiss me like a waitress. And I was a waitress for years, so it's not right. something I'm not used to. I'm just like, how did my life turn this far back <laughs> around that I'm now waitressing to people? Now, every time <laughs> I walk up to a table, they treat me like I'm interrupting them <laughs> as opposed to a bartender where you walk up and they're like, yay, I got their attention so I can order a drink. And then every yeah. so often it'll be like 
a guest of somebody that knows me and the guest will dismiss me. And then the person that knows me will be like, by the way, this is the owner. And then all of a sudden the attitude changes. So you oh, no. like, it's not <laughs> a coincidence. It's, yeah. it's how people treat servers. I'm like, Oh, I just thought she was some dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about getting t-shirts to say like owner and proprietor or, <laughs> or like no. when you're doing your spiel, you'll be like, uh, we're going to walk through this bar, which is mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie wears her, Charlene will wear her Charlene's t-shirt and that almost every every day she does that somebody's like oh man do you know do you work at that bar and you're like I am that bar and then you push them down and I push them down and I take their lunch money yep. <laughs> thank you for it I was gonna say and then you transform um, yeah. <laughs> into the bar uh, yeah I know you guys gotta go soon so you know we're doing this we're gonna talk to you again in six months where do you think you'll be in six months do you think that things will be more back to normal do you think that <laughs> I'm like six months is such a hard so far away in this yeah. I yeah. couldn't but I think we will be open like in a weird like we'll still be open in a weird way but it'll uh -huh. be different than it is now i think we'll be allowed to have people inside so wait, six months is that february or march february february okay. yikes okay all right oh you know what i think Stuart right Valentine's in, like one of the three white states that we're allowed to travel to without having that's, a quarantine that's white state means what the map shows. on the map right. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the infection like, the infection map oh yeah not, oh, okay. <laughs> just yeah, there's, there's like, like, well this took a hard right turn i'll just be <laughs> There were uh, like three or four states that you could go to and come back from and not have to quarantine for two weeks. Right, so okay. I, we, we were just talking about this earlier today that if if the situation doesn't change or it gets worse, we might during the winter months we might just close and close the bar for a little bit because like what the fuck are we gonna do? Yeah, um, and I don't know. I mean. Charlene yeah. would like to travel as long as I still had to podcast because that's my other job. But we'll figure. I mean, we'll figure I that think out. we could take this with us. I mean, um, we our, didn't do a particularly good job this trip. <laughs> and I, well, well, we'll practice. And and the cats. I'm not leaving the cats behind. Oh, so okay, yeah, I feel like if this doesn't turn around soon, then we'll probably have to close at least January, February. Right. Right. Uh -huh. um, we should probably mention, Stuart, your podcast, The Flop House, which is awesome. Oh, um, thank you so much. Do you have anything, like, obviously this won't come out for six months, so do you have any sort of secret plans for that that you can discuss and Ooh. then talk about in six months' time or <laughs> hopes and dreams for it for six months' time? It's weird. Like, we've been, you know, we've been doing the show. We just celebrated our 13-year anniversary doing the show. Um, oh, wow. so, oh, thank you. I guess it's just doing something for long enough. but. <laughs> so I don't know, like, it's weird, like we don't, it's hard to, and it's hard to come up with plans since we, since we start and we've moved to entirely remote, we've been including, uh, having a lot more guests, which is fun, changes right. things up, but I don't, you know, I don't know, like, I'm, I would hope that by that time we could start booking some live shows again, we would you know, before this all shut down, we were doing like five or six, maybe six live shows mm -hmm. out of town a year, which was mainly just a fun excuse to travel to a new town and right. you know, show. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I'm assuming it's just going to be plugging on. Like that's kind of been, that's kind of how I fell into podcasting in the first place, just doing it over and over and not really thinking too far in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what we're what we're kind of doing, except for kind of. we have to think really hard about the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that's the mistake you made. Like when we set up our podcast, we're like, "Oh, we'll watch a whole movie before recording." 
that was a huge mistake. Because <laughs> now we have two hours of our life watching some dumb crap. Yeah. But do you think that just as restaurateurs, that, that the quarantine or the pandemic is going to change people's tastes or like what people want at all? Or because here's my pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a big thing is cold pizza. I think <laughs> I want a restaurant where I can buy cold pizza. And you then know? eat it up or just eat it cold? No, just eat it cold. So oh, here's wow. the thing is like, if you're a pizza place, you make mm-hmm. like two pizzas, right? You, you uh-huh. give one hot and then you just put the other one in the fridge and you uh-huh. serve it the next day. Okay. Okay. And I, I feel like there's also an opportunity to explore uh, things that, that might go better cold than hot. Like, Why like cold? ice cream or Pepsi or something. <laughs> I mean, but I do love, I, I do love cold pizza the next day in the fridge, but. Yeah, I mean, it is a crazy. That's that's some that's some crazy stuff there, Matt. I mean, it's is... going to be a hard sell, but <laughs> I'm not saying that you guys should do it. But you know, if you do do it, I don't want any money or anything. It's fine. You can have that. Um, wow, well, you can because we, we don't. I'm awfully a... generous, but I just want to put that out yeah. in the universe as the thing that I want. But okay, um, <laughs> old pizza restaurants. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it is one of those things where the initial belief is like people aren't going to be comfortable going out, but I feel like a eventually it'll bounce back like people people yeah. like being social people like going out to things but i don't know like the longer it goes on the more of a chance it has to like directly affecting the culture yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean we're hoping people want to go out because we're comedians we're stand-ups so uh-huh. we're really hoping that people want to go out i, again I think see- people I, I mean if our customers are any indication we're constantly having to tell them like stop talking to the bartender go sit outside and they, they don't like that they have to like go sit by themselves they want to stand you know? wanna- stand or sit at a bar and talk talk at a person yeah. for two hours. Yeah. So now, that, I don't think that that's ended. Uh, the You guys mentioned standups. The new bar minis had before it closed down. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the more successful nights was their karaoke night. And yeah. who's going to be going to karaoke. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Karaoke. Like getting in a tight yeah. space. We're never going to be able microphone. to karaoke again. I don't think that might, that might never come back. Yeah. Although someone told me the other day about a mic condom. Oh. <laughs> I, I've seen them. I did some research. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Different from a normal condom? Uh, it's basically just a condom. But anyway, I know you guys have to open in a sec, but um, we basically have a, a thing that we do at the end of every episode where you uh-huh. you start like a joke. You sort of do the setup for it, and then mm-hmm. in six months' time, we'll go to the punchline or to the end of the sentence, basically. It, you Either of you can do it, or you can do it together, or you can, you know, if you just – it's it's uh yeah it's up to you obviously we are springing this on you so no, it's fine. We, can, we can get started Shar, do you want to start do you want me to start <laughs> you start okay uh Wait, you're gonna start and she's gonna finish wait no you, you oh i'll start. do it in six months I'll finish? yeah you got six months yeah, to can, think of something can, clever. Oh, good. i have six months to come up with a finish uh, as a real zinger so <laughs> this is going to this is incredibly localized humor so it was going love to it. alienate everybody governor andrew cuomo uh-huh. Bill de Blasio uh-huh. and Donald Trump walk into a bar, dot, dot, dot. And someone spits in their face because they're not allowed in bars anymore because all the bar owners hate them. Uh, yay. <laughs> yay. Hilarious. That's, that's hilarious. That's comedy gold. What's funny is that they're not allowed in bars because, oh, because people hate them, not because, because of the coronavirus. Because yeah. I would think that if it was because of coronavirus, you wouldn't want to spit in their face. But maybe that's just how <laughs> it's communicated. I mean, I've been vaccinated, so. Have 
you. Yeah, we wow. got we got shot one this week. Yeah, we both got shot one this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Celebration. That's so cool. It's really exciting. Yeah, this is how yeah. we're celebrating is yeah. by being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. That's that's really sweet. Where's my confetti gun? Oh, <laughs> it's um, never uh, where you left it. Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> Stuart and Charlene, it is so good to see you again. You Yay, too. Thanks for having us back. How yeah. how how have the last six months been treating you? Oh boy, uh, nothing but parties and <laughs> fun times. Six months ago um, was when? What what month was that? Um, oh fuck, uh, like August, August? No, mid August. Okay. Yeah. So I think the last time we spoke, we were just starting to be allowed to have people outside the bar, like in the That's backyard. Right. So. It's basically been a like week by week, your business is completely changing from one day to the other and just figure it out and with no notice. So it was like we could have people outside. Then they started to let us like build pergolas in the street. Then they, (laughs) (laughs) and, and that worked for a lot of places, but it's like, if you're in front of a fire hydrant or if you're in a bus lane, then you're just kind of out of luck. And then after they let everybody like spend money on building these things, then they were like, oh no, they need to be built this way. And then they started sending all kinds of inspectors out to make sure that it's built the way they said to build it after you built it. And then, then they let us let people inside at 25% and they set every city agency out to inspect every bar and restaurant. So we were getting inspections like two, three times a week by, yeah. Like the taxi and limousine commission. Yeah, it felt like like everybody who works for the city was being drafted into this effort, this Herculean effort to make sure that every bar and restaurant was following the rules. And that oh, lasted okay. like two weeks, and then they took it away. Oh, um, yeah. Oh my the indoor dining thing—they were just like, "This isn't going to work." And- yeah, it was. It was maybe. It was. Yeah, it was like maybe a month, maybe. It, yeah, I think we had it for two weeks. Then we were in the yellow zone, so they took it away for a week, and then we got it back, and then they took it away for like in December until like a couple days ago. So now yeah. we're allowed to have people back inside. So it's been a. It, you know, we had at least a good two months. Two, two full months of only outdoor dining during December and January, which are perfect outdoor dining months. Oh, <laughs> oh, great. In New York City, yeah. in, in December, mean, January, you just want I to mean, sit out on the sidewalk and have just like a nice, you know, frozen beer. Who doesn't want to <laughs> sit next to a dirty pile of snow and a, <laughs> yeah, and a doggy poop bag and have a, you know, frozen cocktail? <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. So do they, I think, is the government doing a lot to sort of support businesses like are you kind of oh you're silly (laughs) (laughs) oh you're so sweet bless your heart oh someone's lived with socialized medicine their entire life having yeah yeah we all have health insurance too (laughs) um no there is no support um well there was an election (laughs) there was an election and after the election they added $300 a week to unemployment. So that is if you qualify for unemployment um, and you still have some left, then they add $300 to it. But it's really not enough to live off of in the first Mm -hmm. place. And then there was, was there the $600, the $400, $600? 
the yeah. stimulus check. And they also, for small businesses, I think they opened up another round of the, what, the PPP, the PPP loans. Yeah. So if you wanted to uh, put out, pay, uh, what is it, a payroll protection, a payroll plan, protection plan, uh, plan loan, you have another op- opportunity. But they haven't really made it clear how the first one works. Like they say that they're going to forgive this and that, and we were supposed to be able to apply for this forgiveness, but they actually haven't opened that up yet. So okay. I'm a little nervous to take a second one. After- and it, yeah, and it and it makes me think of like, of, of typically how the government works kind of slowly. Mm-hmm. When we would least expect it, they would show up and be like, okay, you actually owe for all this. And we're like, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Man, that is so stressful. I feel like, Matt, like they're being, I feel like they're more supportive over here, right? Of like pubs and stuff and like restaurants and everything. Like, like what? What do you? What do I, they get? <laughs> uh, well, there's the there was a furlough program mm-hmm. we talked about last time, and I I think they've been doing more stuff for business. I don't think they've been doing a ton though, but I don't know. So there's not a lot of support, and the vaccine system. Oh boy, don't get me started on that. That's a nightmare. <laughs> it's yeah. a total nightmare. So how did you guys manage to get your vaccines? Fell off a truck. Don't ask about <laughs> it. Uh, no, we, uh, we need to cut this part of the podcast. <laughs> well, like uh, like two weeks ago, so the, in New York that they, you know, they've been making people eligible. And a couple of weeks ago, they added bar and restaurant workers to oh, okay. the people that are eligible to it. I probably shouldn't be talking too much right now because Charlene is the one who did all of the, uh, all of <laughs> so, the organization. So they they made they made restaurant workers eligible and then mm-hmm. they set up various amount of different websites that you can like look and sign up for the vaccine so it's not like one thing you have like five or six different ways to sign up and you can Why? really yeah you can really only do it online so if you're old or not tech savvy like too bad they've had um, 10 months isolating they could have learned online by now. <laughs> so, so yeah so lazy there's this like <laughs> yeah they're so lazy learn a new learn a new skill yeah. so there's like the state one there's the city one there's the hospitals so it took me like three days to figure it out and so I would go on my computer and I would sign up for like the four different ways to sign up. And then mm-hmm. you had to do the like, are you a computer? And and pick out like which one's a chimney. And then, <laughs> you know, and, and then, like, that's my real weak spot. Yeah, my chimney's it, fine. It I, is. It is. I'm like, wait, how do I not know what a streetlight is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, wait, that's not a boat. So, yeah. so is there enough of the streetlight in this section to, to count? Yes. I don't know. If I click it, am I going to get kicked out? Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's what hap- was happening to me. So I would fill out like four of those and then I would leave it open. <laughs> and then this genius came out with this app called TurboVax. So then you have to you have to join Twitter and you have to follow TurboVax and then you have to turn on notifications and then you leave those browser window open for the four and then when you get the notification you like click next on all four and then see if, when you get an appointment and then you have to type in all the rest of your information really fast okay. and then so I, I managed to get us both appointments a day apart at different places. Wow, that nice. sounds really stressful. <laughs> it is. Not and, the least of which that it sounds like you had an existential crisis where you're like, am I a robot? I know. <laughs> I did. I was like, you guys, I'm a robot. 
god. And then and then they just opened it up to about three hundred thousand new people, and so oh. everybody's doing this, and cool. it's like impossible. It's so frustrating. Oh, not cool. And then you'll get a Twitter notification that like thirty three vaccines just opened up, like thirty three appointments just opened oh up. Oh my god. And that there's oh three hundred thousand people trying to get those thirty three appointments at the same yeah. time. Wow. And that's oh that's is that on top of the people who were that's, in previous groups yes. who weren't able to get yes. a vaccine appointment. Yeah. yeah. So we luckily we were able to get our appointments. We got our vaccines. We were negatively affected by the vaccine to various degrees because, you know, it's a vaccine and because we had previously had COVID and I guess it might yeah. negatively affect people who had previously had COVID worse. Yeah. So what uh, happened to you? Like, what was the negative effect? Stuart was fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does not look so, like he agrees. I, <laughs> I, I got mine on Saturday and he got his on Sunday. Yeah. And so while he was getting his vaccine, it was actually exactly 24 hours after I got my shot, I started uh, to get like body aches, headache, fever. Mm. And so I had to go home and rest and Stuart had to finish working for me. Yeah. And then I was like, he'll see when his when his symptoms kick in. And his never really did. Yeah. So now it's kind of like I was faking it. Well, so the thing is, <laughs> Char- Charlene assumes that I'm not sick because I'm not like sprawled out on a fainting couch. <laughs> <laughs> with like makeup running down my face. It's like, Stuart, why do we even have the fainting couch? I know, we're not, not going to use it. it. Yeah, it's just, we're just piling up laundry on it. Cats yeah. sometimes go there. Well, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, no, I mean, it lasted uh, like 10 hours and then I woke up fine the next day. Yeah, like it, it felt a little bit like COVID symptoms. But the difference is we both knew that it was going to end with us not being dead. Oh, well, that's, nice. Which, yeah, that's nice. When we had so COVID, like... we were like, hmm, who knows? <laughs> Delete my browser history. <laughs> Clear out those magazines. <laughs> just, yeah. Charlene, there's a box in the closet. Don't open it. Uh, just burn it. Just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so do you automatically get the four week appointment too, or whatever it is yes. for the yes. second dose? Yeah. Okay, cool. they give that to you while you're wait because you have to wait 15 minutes to make sure that the vaccine doesn't give you anaphylactic shock. So okay. while you're waiting for that, they give you your next appointment. So that's nice. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just cool. enough time to like really set up a really cool selfie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it sounds like the the last six months have been just a fun pleasure boat ride oh, on a lazy river uh no. it sounds like it's been a really stressful yeah months. i mean the uh the yeah. we we lost our indoor dining so we scaled back our bar operation to only being open a couple days a week mm-hmm. and we we also use that as an opportunity to to like really plug our bar merchandise we've been selling bar t-shirts and hoodies yes. and oh, I've, nice. been, I've been mailing them all over the globe now we're a t-shirt business that also is sometimes a bar yeah <laughs> that's so cool which fine. which is pretty funny uh, although i would have some words with england and this new vat uh this new like value-added tax bullshit that i have to deal with anytime oh, i want to mail stuff to the uk i'll uh, sorry about that i don't know i think brexit might be bad (laughs) (laughs) so where can people buy your t-shirt oh Oh, just uh you have to email it's you email me and then i handle everything so if you are interested in having your merchandise dealt with by a podcaster you can do that (laughs) so you email hinterlandsbarmerch at 
gmail.com. Hinterlands Bar Merch, M-E-R-C-H, at gmail.com. And then we'll all email you back with all the details. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I was speaking of Hinterlands, I looked it up because I was sort of wanting to see the bar and, and it looks so cool. And oh, thank you. I really, yeah, I loved having you look. But I also saw that Hinterlands is German for like the land behind, I think, or something uh -huh. like that. Yeah, I guess that's and like a direct translation. I was wondering why, like, was there any reason for the name choice? Did you guys have, you know, like, is it, does it mean something to you? Naming the bars has always been like a, like a tough thing for us. It's hard, and, yeah. Yeah. It's like naming a child, right? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I guess. A child that hopefully will be giving you money all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a child that gets you drunk every once in a while. Yeah. And the child whose name looks good on a t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. And so we we really struggled with the name and we like like our friends got involved and we were like to to the point where it was super annoying to Stuart because mm -hmm. like wherever we went, people would just like say words at us and, like you can name it this, you can name it that. And then one day we were just in the car and I was like, what's the name for like the land like beyond the map? And Stuart said hinterlands. And we were like, that's it. That's the name because Stuart nice. is into maps. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a fantasy nerd and and I like I was like coming up with a list of things you would see written on a fantasy map and mm -hmm. hinterlands I think was the was the name that Charlene liked the most and also because we're we're not really on we're not in like downtown Brooklyn we're a little bit off the yeah. beaten path and, uh, then, okay. and the great thing about it is that it also we've gotten flack on we, we immediately got a handwritten letter from someone in the neighborhood that that was anonymous about how <laughs> our our name is insulting to people that are from this neighborhood and what? this is not and that, that we're not pioneers and this isn't barren land to be explored or whatever yeah. or colonized oh my gosh. yeah so we framed that letter and we have it up it's like well and i mean it's not like that person has a sense of humor and would ever come into the bar the funniest part about it though is after we've been open like a year or two a fucking coffee shop opened up next door to us named dare pioneer <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I wonder what kind of letter they got. I hope they got a sterner letter because there's some more obvious. We never asked them if they got a letter. No. We should ask. Yeah, I don't know. You guys get one of these letters? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they Hint? sent it to us because they uh -huh. wanted that name. Yeah, they, they, wanted, that we took they it. wanted that name. We, we took it from. <laughs> I love the name. What's the name of your new bar then? I'm actually curious about this now. What's the name Minis. of your new bar? Minis. Minis. Yeah. Why is it Minis. named that? Minis is one of my partners has a dog named Minnie. And uh. my other partner, I think, had a cat named Minnie. Mm -hmm. And there's also a statue in the cemetery, the statue of Minerva. Um, and then like I have an Aunt Minnie. And it's right by it's right by Greenwood Cemetery. Yeah, it's right That's by why. the it's right by the cemetery. Oh, okay, okay. So and, and we had been talking about how it's it's cool for bars to have like a woman's name mm -hmm. and to have a name that's like fun to say. We were we were really like pushing Automatopia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, is right. an no, not at all. <laughs> but like we had we had talked about one of the names that we we liked and we'll probably use someday was what your your grandmother Yeah. yeah oh, that's now right someone's going to steal it. All their audience is going to open bars named we we yep. could we could bleep it out if you want. Oh, it's just it's just only we know now. Yeah. So that's great. I love it. Is that's it going to be like you. see sounds so old timey like you'd have to be like drinkatorium. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah. 
I feel like Drinkatorium is too try hard on that one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it feels Why? a bit then we'll get, like, yeah, we'll get <laughs> this. was my first try. <laughs> it was my first, just throwing yeah, something yeah. out. <laughs> I feel like if it's a Drinkatorium, you get like you all the steampunk like, fucking nerds. Yeah. No offense, steampunk nerds. We love you. Your money spends the same, <laughs> even if it's all like brass cogs and shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you need to take off your big top hat and reach in and get the money out. And then Charlene's, how'd you come up with that name? Uh, <laughs> that's uh, a story we don't want to go into. <laughs> that was because I lost the bet, basically. Really? Yeah, I did not want it named after me. Did you not? Really? No, I didn't. No. Do you like it now that it's named after you? Um, sometimes. Brooklyn history. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's uh, it was tough. I had this dream of owning a bar and like pretending like I just worked there, and it was really oh, okay. tough to do when the bar was named after me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you can just be like, oh no, they just hire everybody they hire. Everyone they hire is yeah. named Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy? Yeah, he's also Charlene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that part in the in the previous one where you were talking about like how people treated you when they thought that you were just a waitress and then how much they changed <laughs> yes. like once they were like, Oh, that this all the also the owner and then mm -hmm. they're like suddenly like, Oh, hello. <laughs> Which um, is funny because when Charlene's first opened and they found out you were the owner that they, they treated you very badly. They spit on the floor. <laughs> they didn't. Oh, what? Yeah, they yeah. did. Who did? What? Yeah. Tell me their um, names. I, I wish I knew. Charlene's was in a spot that had been a beloved neighborhood bar for years. Oh. And they closed. And they were closed when we looked at it. Like, it wasn't, we weren't like, oh, we're going to steal this bar from them. And then we opened it and, like, Really, we just cleaned it up. We didn't really even change anything. And the neighborhood was furious at me. What? Um, and wow. I was shocked. I was like, I don't understand. I'm blue collar. I grew up in this neighborhood. That was the first bar I was ever served a beer in. When you um, were? When I was 15. <laughs> and... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it, a bar has been in that spot for like 85 years. Right. You know, I saved up my money and I like went in with, you know, my bosses from my other bar to open my first place. And I was like, why, are, why is the neighborhood so mad at me? I don't like, that's the perfect thing to happen. And they just were not having it. We won them over eventually, but they oh, were, that's good. they were mad. Yeah. It's, it's become part. I mean, it's been there over 10 years, so it's part of the, it's part of the, they right. don't, people don't even remember that it was something else. Sometimes yeah. they do. And then, you know. Yeah. All those floor spitters are dead now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. We did host a few spitting. funerals in there. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> what a fun bar! <laughs> so. When we talked to you, you said that you might you might just close for January and February. Mm -hmm. Did you guys end up doing that? Maybe taking a vacation, or we, did you at least get to take a vacation? We didn't the thing? No, we didn't. Uh, we we did. We we <laughs> we had kind of saved whatever travel money we would have spent on traveling throughout the year, and we went for a couple nights upstate. We went to Mohonk Mountain House for two yeah, the nights. Mohonk Mountain yeah. House. Google it; it's gorgeous. Okay, it was very nice. Yeah, we try to go there if we can, if we can afford it once a year. But it, it's just this like gorgeous mountain new. Paul's. Some mountaintop resort. Um, in, so we did in, that, uh, but we we never really could. We they didn't announce what was going to happen until days before. So we never really knew. Right. Okay, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And then when they announced that indoor dining was done in the winter, we decided to close Monday through Thursday. And then we thought that maybe we would take a vacation. You know, like a four day vacation. But like we never really caught up. 
There was still uh, tons of work to do. And then they brought it back. They were like, oh, in five days, you can have endured again. It's like, oh, now we got to, you know, and and they also (laughs) changed the rules every time. So it's like, now you have to have a temperature log and now you have to do it this way. And so you can like kind of never rest. Mm. So that's exhausting. That's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. Is there there anything like listening back to the first part of the interview that really surprised you? Like thinking back or anything over the past six months that surprised you in general? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, one of the things uh, you had asked me what I'd hope to accomplish, you know, or be doing by the end of the six month window. And I had talked about hopefully booking live comedy performances. And obviously <laughs> that oh, yeah. that hasn't happened. But you did a, a live via Zoom podcast. Yeah, we yeah. we did. Yeah, we'd done a, we'd done a couple YouTube shows for charity and raised a bunch of money, uh, oh, which nice. was crazy. I was blown away by that. But then we, we decided it was time to see if we could do a ticketed show. And so we did a ticketed show over Zoom uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was it was super successful. I was kind of blown away by the response. Oh, nice. So I feel like we'll probably do another one at some point when everybody's, you know, ready for it. (laughs) Yeah. Once they've calmed down from the first one, everybody's still riding that buzz pretty high. (laughs) How are you feeling about comedy in general? Necessary. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. It's weird. So, like, I mean, I'm I'm not a, I'm, I'm a comedy podcaster and we're we're getting a we're getting a ton of support like our level of support from our audience hasn't really gone down but our listenership has gone down quite a bit i think people aren't commuting so they're not i mean we put out a two-hour podcast every other week plus a we've been doing mini episodes on the off weeks and by and our definition of mini keeps stretching into like the hour territory so i don't think that's an accurate title (laughs) But, but i feel like we're putting out a it's a ton of content and if you're not commuting and you have other podcasts to listen to i mean it's just hard mm. uh, but people seem to like having it mm. yeah i enjoy it i definitely agree i'm not listening to nearly as many podcasts because i don't drive anywhere ever yeah. and i do still sometimes listen when i'm doing like the washing up and stuff but otherwise yeah. it's just not well if you're yeah. if you're looking for a new podcast for your rotation one of the biggest <laughs> changes in our well charlene's life recently <laughs> is in the last couple of months she started doing a podcast that i had been pushing her to do for a while now mm-hmm. really I have my own podcast. Wow, what podcast family. That's exciting. Um, Actually, the reason we wanted to have this second interview is to tell you to stop podcasting. We do not need the competition. (laughs) (laughs) They're fairly different subjects. (laughs) Well, I just, I don't. You you said it yourself. Nobody has time to listen to a podcast. I know. Um, Um, So what is your podcast called and what's it about? It's called I Know the Owner. Mm -hmm. And each week I pick another person that works as a bartender or a bar owner, somebody in the bar industry, and we just basically we have a drink and we just talk about like how we got into this business any crazy stories that happened to us to try to mimic what it would feel like to sit at a bar so mm. when we were allowed to have people inside the bar we did it when the bar was open so you could like hear people in the background and hear you know drinks being made and then the bar got closed so it got quieter but it's been going kind of well i think i don't know yeah. what do you think i mean <laughs> some some, some people, podcast. Should, some people yeah. have been listening. <laughs> That's and, uh, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a new show, so it. Yeah, like, we've got we've gotten a few listeners. Yeah, it's and, a new uh, show, and you're not famous. Well, yeah. you're famous, but uh, I'm not only like local a famous, famous. famous. 
yeah. <laughs> I love the name as well. I think that's such a cool name. Like I know the oh, owner thanks. is is brilliant. Like I just <laughs> love it. That's a, well, congratulations. So that's thank a positive you. a positive thing that's come out of the last yeah. six months. Yeah. And it sounds like Stuart, your Zoom shows and stuff are going really well, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say my highlight of my the last six months, obviously doing a Zoom show was a ton of fun. Although Zoom shows are weird, uh, not having an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to play to only my I couldn't imagine doing a stand-up show on zoom with like nobody there like that seems strange but um my the most exciting thing to happen to me was uh, a movie that I had recorded a single line of dialogue for was finally released <laughs> mm-hmm. a movie called psycho gore man it's a Canadian monster <laughs> mm-hmm. movie it's available mm-hmm. on VOD everywhere I think it's gonna be available on uh, blu-ray here in a week or two it's super fun and getting to see my name in the credits for the first time ever I was very excited Excited. And it's a really cute, silly movie. Yeah, it's a really cute, silly movie. How was your scene? What did, was it? Did it go okay? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! It's a it's a monster movie. It's kind of like uh, like a rated R Power Rangers meets like Suburban Commando or something. And it, <laughs> I do the voice for Tube Man, one of the characters in the Galactic Council scene, who is basically like a brain in a jar. And I have a single line. I don't want to spoil it, but it is. <laughs> heavily modified so there's no way um, unless i told you you would know it was me although maybe if you close your eyes and watch the scene over and over uh, <laughs> or maybe just as you do every night times, or you rent it multiple times kind of like i would have if i was a kid and there was i was at the local video store and i would mm-hmm. have to keep renting the movie so i could keep watching it all summer long uh, <laughs> <laughs> we recorded all our rentals. We had two deep two VCRs and we would record we would we would rent four movies and record them and then return them the next day. Wow, Whoa. the great part is if <laughs> anyone is listening to this under 30, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Man, that's so like that's so rebellious that you that you uh that's so gangster that you would record your <laughs> rental. Yeah. Was it gangster? It was my my dad's friend Norman like started us doing that. Yeah. But where's where's Norman now? Dead. Wow, this yeah. is sounding more and more. Live by the sword, die by the sword, right? right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Wait, did the people from Blockbuster track him down? Like, what? I ain't saying anything. I don't want to risk them coming after me. I think that predated mm. Blockbuster. Wow. <laughs> we had oh, Kim from Kim's video. Yes, <laughs> that was what it was. Around. It was Kim. God, I miss going to video stores. That yeah. was so lovely. I used to love it. I know. I can't believe the pandemic took away all the video stores. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, COVID. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we've we've said, essentially, we've caught up on where you're at now. Is there anything mm-hmm. for you guys? What, what are you thinking for, like, you know, what's next for you guys? Oh, boy. What's next for us? Well, I... <laughs> I really feel like this time they're not going to pull back and we're going to keep moving forward and open the bar more. And eventually one day our bar will be able to open for an entire shift and neither one of us will have to go in. That'll be, that'll be like a dream. That'll be nice. Are you still all, are you still both there at least one day or Um, is there at least one of you there every day rather? Well, we're, we're there. We, we, one of us pops in every day. Currently I'm there every night to help close the bar down. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but we're not there the entire shift. And that's oh, okay. actually a new thing. Yeah. We, we finally are able to walk we tried away to organize a little, it, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Stuart goes in and closes. Oh, because I had a chair thrown at me through the window. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that might have happened in the last yeah. six months. Yeah. What? I thought about it when you asked, has anybody complained that we told them to wear a mask? And like <laughs> shortly after, sometime in the summer, somebody came in like bumming a cigarette with no mask mask on and I was like we don't have a cigarette and you have to wear a mask and the guy started screaming and cursing at me oh and there was a customer that was sitting outside the door that didn't like him screaming and cursing at me and he pulled him outside and they had a little bit of a fight and basically the guy who refused to put on a mask picked up the bar stool I had outside and threw it at me through our window Oh, no. So, that was really scary. Wow, um, yeah. that must have yeah. been really scary. It so did, really... I'm assuming it smashed the window then. It smashed the, the window. window open. Oh, okay. No, it smashed yeah. the, the whole window. And it was the window that like our logo was on. Right. So we had oh, to get the oh, new cool. logo and the new piece of glass and the whole thing. And it was Yeah, the logo um, was terrifying. more expensive than the glass. Yeah. Well, we got a good glass guy. Yeah. Do you, do so... you, um, did, that's so sad. Were you, yeah. is it insured or like what? No. And also, did anyone um, track this guy down? Like, nope. did, the, did the police do anything about this? Sort of stuff, nope. <laughs> well, yeah. So I had I had just gotten home. Charlene was like, "Look, you've been working a bunch. I'm gonna come in and close the bar. You go home and have a night." So I sat down. I'm like, <laughs> fired up some video game or something, and like. Almost immediately, I got a call from Char that was mainly screaming and glass breaking. So I like oh, ran God. over the bar. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And by the time I got there, there was what, like a dozen police officers watching yes. the security footage, not doing shit. And then uh, <laughs> then they like wandered away. Like it was, it was pretty yeah, worthless. It was really weird. Oh, that's awful. Um, yeah. And they're uh, like, the make sure that you uh, call us to get a copy of this police report for your insurance. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's Thanks, That guys. doesn't help me. Thank you. Like, he went that way. How about you go that way? No. <laughs> oh, what a so, Seems like a lot of trouble. <laughs> so... So now I'm a little bit afraid oh. to close the bar without Stuart, which is, oh, you know, after 30 cool. years of doing this and like going home by myself, I'm like, I mean, you know, the city's a little scarier now because bars aren't open late and people aren't out and about. So like yeah. the way that, you know, the city kind of protects you is, is you know, not there. So yeah. yeah. Wow. That must yeah. have really changed the feeling there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's safer when I'm around because the you know the the violent person would see my you know this perfect punum on my head and be like, I don't want to I don't want to mess up that work of art. <laughs> you, you cut a very imposing figure like, walking down the street. I mean, as I've joked about this before, but I'm actually like when there's like a drunk violent guy, I am the absolute first person they want to punch. Like, yeah. kind really? of like a tall, handsome, sarcastic sounding guy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm like the ultimate perfect target yeah <laughs> oh my god wow well you're like I'm the really you're like the biggest guy in the prison yard <laughs> and they want to like yeah. take you out yeah. <laughs> or the handsomest guy in the prison yard. thank you yes. thank you that's what i was fishing <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. oh my god well geez that's... i'm sorry about to hear that that's that's terrible so now Stuart has to leave the house every night and like go to the bar and close with the bartender <laughs> mm -hmm. that's okay sorry <laughs> 
Hey, it won't last forever, right? It will, yeah. No, so <laughs> yeah. what do you think, like, do you think they'll open bars up full time again at some stage? As in, um, what, what's the deal with the moment, at the moment? Are they, do they, they have a, a curfew sort of thing? They just moved our curfew from 10 to 11. Yeah. Ooh, oh. cheeky. They, I know. <laughs> I think that as, as annoying and slow as the vaccine is, the numbers seem to be going down. The vaccine's mm-hmm. coming out. And I, I really, I really feel like it's going to keep moving forward, but but that could also just be wishful thinking. Uh, but sometimes you sometimes you have to be optimistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, maybe I one s- day we'll be able to open till midnight. What? Whoa. <laughs> Who would ever go out till midnight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so happy to hear, you know, that you guys seem in good spirits and, you know, you're such beautiful people and I really hope that things like, <laughs> Stuart's looking very much like, meh, wow. Well. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> You were just talking about how handsome you are. I mean, that's been my my big quarantine accomplishment, honestly, has been I've been working out and stretching every day and I've lost like over 30 pounds and I'm stronger. Really? I'm in like some of the best physical shape I've ever been uh, in my life. Mental and emotional, uh, not so much, but you know. That's funny because I was going to say your skin's looking really good, but then I thought that was a weird thing to say. No, it (laughs) still is. I put a lot of effort into my skincare lately. <laughs> but then I was like, well, he's already saying how handsome he is, so I don't want to <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to boost your self-esteem too much. Yeah. No, well, well, well done on the physical fitness. Mine Thank has you. gone rapidly downhill. I was doing so well when I spoke to you in the summer. I was on my like, you know, COVID apocalypse preparation. Uh, but then <laughs> yeah. but then now I'm just like on my deal post-Christmas, like, one too many mince pies. <laughs> anyway. I, think, I blame myself because for Christmas, I gave Tara a box with, like, 12 bottles of wine in it. And obviously and I had to drink them all. And and what did you do that? after the first 12 days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost, when I got to the end of that box, I was like, oh, I have to pay for alcohol again? Like, it's awful. <laughs> open uh, a bar. It's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tara, we should open a bar. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. That's such a great time to do it. <laughs> no, actually, it would. I think it would be quite fun. But that's what you took away from this interview. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 I wish I could have shown Stuart's face then, because he was literally just like holding his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I hope it's gonna. I, I really believe things are gonna pick up, guys, and I think you know, yeah, it's gonna be a good year. I can feel it. It's got, we're going to come out of this. All Things right. are going to pick up. And we're going to come and visit you in New York. And we're going to come to oh, the bar. We're nice. going to eat food. We're going to drink and be merry. It's going to be epic. Yeah. We're going to get a t-shirt. We're gonna, I'm going to order a t-shirt <laughs> online. I'll send an email. I don't know if there's anything else. Are we meant to ask any other questions? We're, we're, still, we're still new on the kind of... Because we've, we've done so many of the first parts now. Oh. I guess we've done like, what, 28, 29? I don't know. We've 31. Done, we've done 31 oh. first parts and only... Six. Six or five. Anyway, regardless. This is the sixth. We've not done many of the endings and I still mm-hmm. feel like we're not 100% sure on how to end these. So, huh. uh, Matt, did you we'll have any other questions? do it forever and it will never end. Well, yeah. just, okay, like yeah. the, <laughs> just like the vaccine, the second one's always harder, you know? <laughs> It is. So true. Wow. Oh, I hope your second vaccine goes well. Thank you. Um, you. And I'm glad we got inoculated with the second helping of (laughs) Stuart and Charlene. (laughs) Wow. Nailed it. Nailed it. Guys, again, thanks so much. Is there anything you want to 
plug, I guess I know the owner podcast. Check it out. Yeah, please check it out. Obviously, if you want to support us, if you want to support us, one of the easiest ways is to order some merchandise from us. Uh, Hinterlandsbarmerch at gmail.com and I will email you back. And minis. And minis. Um, Go on. Yep. You're up. What's the other bars? Support. Um, Go to Minnie's Instagram page, which Mm -hmm. is Minnie's Bar. Minnie's Bar BK. (laughs) Minnie's Bar BK. And all the Burger King? (laughs) You know, everything's a Burger Burger King King. if you bring Burger King into it. Yeah. Um, BK for Brooklyn. You really made me think that. What about your podcast? Yeah, just uh, it's the Flophouse Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Flophouse Pod. I mean, basically anywhere you can get podcasts, we're on there. We've been doing it a long time, mm-hmm. you know. Great stuff. Excellent. Well, thanks again, guys, and and good luck to to you. I hope everything thanks. smooths out. Thank you. Some. And yeah, take care. Yeah. yeah, take care. This was thanks, fun. Thank you, guys. What are we talking about? That was really nice to catch up with those guys. I really enjoyed that. I was it fun. Was. It was nice yeah. to see them both. It was it was really good talking to those guys. I felt nervous asking if about if they had given any more thought to my cold pizza idea. Why didn't you ask? Why you didn't ask? I didn't ask. I know because I I felt weird because I felt like I didn't. I feel like the world's not ready for it yet. I'm I'd so like, disappointed that you didn't ask because I thought that was a really great idea. I honestly think <laughs> it is. Like, I love cold pizza, the next day pizza. Like, oh, well. oh God, this makes me so hungry. Sorry. Well, I don't know. Maybe I've missed my window. I feel like you definitely missed your window. Like, if I you're did, feeling insane regret right now, then that's probably mm. legitimate regret. <laughs> I don't need you to rub reason. it in. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I won't do that again. All right. Now on, I'll, I'll. If you want to know about like real regret, I let my visa expire by one day over the weekend because I wasn't able to renew my passport because of lockdown because the passport office cancelled my appointment and then emailed me saying I couldn't get an appointment until after lockdown. So I just kind of, I don't know, I just thought that I wouldn't have to. I, I thought that there would be leeway, basically. Yeah. And then I called the immigration office and they were just like, well, this is bad. This is not good at all. And I was like, what? Like, I would literally let it expire by one day. And then they were just like, you've got to start your five years over again for the permanent residency. No, really? Yeah. So that was like oh a genuine nightmare. That sucks. Because I know that's an expensive process, too. Yes. It is very expensive. And then I was just like, there must be something I can do, surely. And he was just like, well, no, not really. Uh, But you could contact an immigration lawyer. So I've done that. And that's been very expensive. But they seem to think I have a case for the fact that, like, there are exceptional circumstances. And because of the pandemic, I couldn't renew my passport and all this stuff. Yeah. So they, they are putting forward a case and hopefully, um you know, I'll be able to make it so that I don't have to redo my five years towards yeah. it. But my goodness, like that is real regret. That's that thing where you're just like, ah, oh, like if I could just go back in time and just get this stuff sorted last week, my life would just be so much. Well, yeah. I just have a lot more money now, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, have, I have a visa too. It's annoying to do. It's very particular. It took me forever to get it when I was still in America, where to the point where I got stuck at my parents for three weeks because I thought I was going to be able to leave. And I'd already given up my job in my apartment. So I had nowhere to live in Tennessee. So I had to like drive down to my parents. I'd also sold my car. Oh, rent no. a car <laughs> and then drive down to my parents' house and uh, and live with them 
in Florida for like three weeks, kind of living as a retired person, which was kind of nice. <laughs> but at the same time, I just wanted to get to the UK where Alice already was. But yeah, I, it, I mean, I think about because we can afford it. But I was like, man, if you are not in a position to pay an immigration lawyer or like all these fees and all this stuff. It, it feels very classist and it, it yes seems it's like... so classist like i can't believe because literally just with none of the immigration lawyer fees just with literally just the visa itself and yeah. paying the nhs stuff it's yeah. over 1500 pounds or whatever I, I can't remember the exact amount at the moment money is just like oh okay you know what i'll just drain my savings like who cares it's i may as well i've just been told that i need to now pay an accountant to verify my husband's books because we have to share all of his you know obviously give them all uh his tax returns and everything and 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 audited books and now i've got to pay an accountant to do that like so it's just like and at this one i'm just like oh what is money anyway like what does it matter just get it done you know like it's but yeah. but that is you know that is a lot of like i've 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 saved that money up because i want to spend it on stuff i enjoy not just because i want to live in bureaucracy i'm cutting that up don't you enjoy living in britain <laughs> <laughs> But but just think, I get to I get to live with drizzle yeah. and very dark days and occasionally a, a tad of warmth. But if your visas expire, you're not being. I mean, you don't have to leave the country, do you? Well, that's what I was scared of. Actually, I got really stressed out because when he was like, "Well, it's not good news," I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna tear me away from my children and my husband." But they right. they didn't. They, he was like, "You will be able to stay." but you are now like an illegal overstayer and you better apply ASAP for a new visa. But they're not going to literally make me leave my husband and children, given that all of them are British. Right. <laughs> but it was more just the fact that like, I don't want to have to start again the five years. Like that's, that's, I yeah. can't get those five years back, you know, like it's, yeah. And I just, yeah. yeah, I just felt like really upset. That was, it was really stressful. We can cut all this out. It's fucking ridiculous. But, um, so looking back, I can't believe that I was still on about bloody flooring. It's so boring. What you know hell? what? Again, we don't have to talk about this ever again because we already established last week that your flooring is not done. But I gave you shit about vinyl flooring. And then I forget if I told you this, but like a couple weeks later, my parents got totally new floors and they got vinyl flooring. <laughs> and were they explaining to you the benefits of vinyl flooring? I mean, they live in Florida, so it's like very humid there. So I was like, I guess I kind of understand why you'd get vinyl flooring. Uh, uh. But, but I wanted to feel I, I wanted to apologize because I was, you know, my parents. They got vinyl flooring. Yeah, I'm glad that you've apologized because I was angry. I, I've been <laughs> I've been thinking about this for six months and I am finally getting an apology and I am deserved of that. So sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, to be honest, I thought all of the points you made were legitimate and I think you made a good choice with your oak, you know, whatever it was. You also said that my face was symmetrical. That was sweet. I thought that was <laughs> You've been nice. holding on to that for six months. I mean, you got to hold on to something. C compliments are few and far between these days. So, and oh, and then there was like 20 minutes of you talking about how sad you were that people didn't want your sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I think it's more that I'm sad that no one, not that anybody won't take it. It is that, yeah, no, it's what you said, that nobody wants it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sad that nobody wants it. But you know what? Now now I have a baby, so I have a bit of proof of concept. Yeah, right? so, and your baby is super cute. It is, though. I love that you said it is, not he is. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's an it's a thing. So, yeah, so I guess in conclusion, still no floors for Tara. And uh, still no one offering or asking for sperm from you. Yeah, but um, if you look at my Instagram account, 
Adam Shadorn. You can see that it's a pretty cute baby. It's a cute. So. It is. So it's good. It's good product. Yeah. You know. So you get know. your orders in, ladies. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Again, that's that's a whole nother tier on the Patreon. Speaking of. If you want to support this show or... That is, I think, the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, maybe I'll cut the part out. If you can, please rate, review, subscribe. It also helps if you just tell somebody. Just tell anybody. Just, you know, you shout it from the rooftops that you found what some would argue is the perfect podcast. Yeah. And if you if you want to support the show, please find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash six months later pod. Tara, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on the old TikToker and Instagrammy and I don't know I'm gonna stop doing that and Twitter at Tara NW comedy and you can also find the podcast social media on all the social stuff at six months later pod yeah what about are you gonna read one of your fantastic tweets from years years gone by <laughs> can we just let this uh, bit die no I love it <laughs> I really like it please read fine one. here's a good one this one's practically from yesterday from May 14th 2016 <laughs> so I'm going to write an all lion version of a Jane Austen novel. It'll be called Pride and Prejudice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you get it? or I, did you just... I get it now. But when I when you first said lion, I thought you meant like lion is in. I've been lying to you the whole time. <laughs> Why would that be what I meant? <laughs> I thought you were saying lying, but like with a weird accent i don't know you're american anyway it's it's very funny and uh I <laughs> anyways enough you. about my social media <laughs> i do make actual other media i do want to plug i do another podcast called comedy kill the video star with just myself and a special guest every week and we talk about our music uh some music videos loosely based around a theme and this week i have the amazing simone belshaw on and we talk about canadian boy bands from the early aughts and late 90s in an episode i'm calling bro canada so you should check that out. It's very funny. It's a, it was just it's a really fun discussion with her about some really weird Canadian boy bands. It sounds fun. Um, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. In six months. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, I take a bite of this bagel real quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You gotta make sure everyone knows you're in New York mm. eating a bagel. <laughs> what? You can really tell that the water is what makes it taste good. You can yep. tell by the sound of my chewing, right? Uh, yeah. Fresh from the Gowanus Canal. Mm. That's some I local get New York bagels humor. too. They come in a plastic bag in the grocery store. Mm. Oh no, never put a bagel in a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, no, they are they're shit bagels. That's the best I can hope for.